What's up, Tears? This episode of Tear Time is brought to you by Yard Force. As you all know, when playing golf, you need to get to the point where your swing is automatic. If you start to think too much, then you've already lost. Luckily, when it comes to outdoor power equipment, Yard Force keeps you in the zone with power and control. They've taken out the trouble of overcomplicating your yard work to making it easier to get your products done faster and with more efficiency. You like to be in control on the course. Well, Yard Force designs every one of their products with complete control and balance in mind. The new YF48VRX RER battery-powered riding mower is insane. Did you ever imagine that you could cut 1.5 acres of grass without stopping on a battery-powered mower? Don't think so. It is loaded with cool features including push-button direction control, cruise control, USB power ports, and an LED headlight. The twin blade 38 inch deck includes the Yard Force Vortex cutting system for fast and efficient cutting. Tomorrow is here now. Time to step up to clean and efficient battery power on your riding mower. Yard Force products can be found online and at most home improvement retailers. Check them out at www.yardforceusa.com. Yard Force, yard work made easy, son. And this is Will Wilcox. There you go. There you go. Jim Renner on the 15th hole. His third shot. You bet. All right. We have another episode of Deer Time with another Canadian striped show. And Adam Svensson ranked 151 in the official world golf rankings. And I've known him for years. Another D2 guy. Thank you, Sven. No problem. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This was, um, we've been trying to nail down some of my buddies uh, in your little, I mean, off season, if you could call it that. Um, like you say, you've been in Jupe life for a couple of weeks, grinding, getting ready for Napa. How's, how's it going? Been going good. I've been uh, just grinding that medalist and working out and just trying to tune up a couple things and you know, I'm always trying to improve, so just uh, working on a couple of things here and there. But uh, yeah, excited uh, to get going in Napa. Hell yeah, dude! Um, I uh, was looking at your um, season. I was going over the year. I knew you were, you know, had a good year and ended up finishing. Where were you like 96th or something like that in the? I believe the so. To be honest, I don't even know. I think around 90 something. Yeah, it d- doesn't matter if you're top 125, but um, it looked like towards the middle of the year, and we'll go chronologically in a second, but I just want to highlight like how good you're playing, you know, in the summer. And I mean, I know you did good and you did good in the windswept Bermuda tournament. How crazy was that, by the way? Oh, that was insane. Uh, I think you played the Bahamas event. Remember when it was blown 50? Oh, yeah. It was kind of like that, like one of those events. You know, I caddied in that thing for Russell. Did you? Yeah, I was there. And it was just such a cluster of a week and uh, didn't get, you know, we didn't get to see the golf course. And, you know, when I saw that you played well, I mean, you won the Abaco event on the Corn Ferry Tour in 18. And um, that was a windy mess. But you hit the seed as good as anybody, in my opinion. So to see you do well in the term didn't shock me. I appreciate that. Thank you. You hit bullets. Um, <laughs> you still working on the seed as as the low ball game? Yeah, it's good. Um, you know, I'm I'm trying to. You know, Corn Ferry Tour. I was definitely, you know, lower spin guy just because of the um, the greens were so soft. But you know, being out there, I've learned that you you kind of have to hit it high with spin. So I've been trying to uh, hit a little higher. And then uh, put a little bit more spin on the ball. Yeah, like I tell people, like when they ask me, what's the difference between the Corn Ferry Tour and the PJ Tour? I say on the, on the Corn Ferry Tour, like, you know, you, controlling your distance is good. But on the PJ Tour, you got to control your spin trajectory and like the curve of the ball if you want to get anywhere near the pin. Does that, does that seem accurate to you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm just, you know, I don't know how these guys keep hitting it farther and farther. and and straighter but uh i don't know man i just try and hit the ball straight with some spin and <laughs> that's it yeah i mean it's you got your your action is uh 
just silky. And, and I never even like, I used to try to emulate it and, uh, the way you get out of the way and, and just to me, you're a D2 guy. And it's like, you're like a Philip Rivers, in my opinion, where you, who's the NFL quarterback. Like the fact that you didn't in a division one team always blew my mind and you just blew the doors off uh, D2. But, um, but you know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how you got overlooked in the D1 category, like, cause you were so good at such a young age. Well, what happened was I wasn't eligible for division one. Um, the, the NCAA wouldn't take my sciences. So I didn't have enough credit, which, you know, ultimately I had to go to v- division two, but I mean, I mean, I don't think it really matters. I mean, you, Oh, not at all. You know, you're just playing the golf course, but uh, no, I really enjoyed Miami. And I think it was, it was a better decision than Vegas because I was supposed to go there, but, um, just getting used to Bermuda was huge for me. So yeah, yeah. You're from Surrey, British Columbia. So you grew up on that, uh, that bent grass pureness and now you're, you know, kind of, um, you know, a Bermuda specialist, uh, I assume, I mean, Barry university is just a great school down there. And, um, you know, you won Q school at PGA, right? Yes. Yeah. And so like, um, do you credit going to South Florida with, and, and also you did solid in the tournament at PGA this year. Um, do you credit going to a school in South Florida with really helping you dial in those wedges and tight shots around the greens? Yeah. I mean, I, I think so. I think, you know, it's, it's a little bit windier in Florida too. So, which helps. And, um, the tour usually plays on Bermuda. I mean, a lot, a lot of the times there are a lot of the events, but yeah, for sure. Just, just getting my foot in the door of, of hitting, you know, those flyers out of the rough or around the greens and stuff. I think it takes a couple of years just to, just to get the hang of it, you know? Absolutely. And like, um, my last three guests, um, are Danny McCarthy, Grace and Sig, and now you, and I consider all of you guys just kind of, I mean, you're you're flying under the radar, but y'all are so good. It's just crazy. And, you know, I think you're like maybe a 62 and a, and a funny interview away from, from, you know, getting in everybody's eye. But like you, you've hit 18 greens in regulation in one round. I know you did it in one of the rounds of PGA last year for the Honda. How many times have you done that? Um, I know a couple times, but I don't know how many. Um, I, I just don't really keep track of that, but, uh, I'm sure I've done it plenty, plenty of times. Um, I always feel like I have a putter in my hand. That's yeah. And so do you just feel like you're putting garbage when you shoot 68 sometimes? Um, sometimes, uh, I just have, I've just been working really hard on, you know, inside six feet. Um, that for me is, is huge. Um, you know, those birdie putts and then, then the par saves and stuff. But um, yeah, dude, whenever I uh, whenever I play well, I usually putt, putt pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, to do that at PGA, though, is just wild. I mean, I just remember watching that tournament. Not only watch tournaments when like people that I know like you were playing well, but when you did that at PGA, it was like, I mean, that's insane. Yeah, I was... I was Flushing it, <laughs> flushing it that day, but yeah, that course is tough when it gets, you know, baked out and uh, windy. Yeah, that, I mean, it was this year. I know it rained the final day when in step one in the rain, and um, that's got to be nice playing in front of your 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 people though down in in Jupe Life, and I mean, just to you know played solid in that um, top tening it that had to be really exciting and i just you know always rooting for you and then you ripped it up in sony too i feel like guys like you denny and grayson are just i mean it's like free money if you bet on you because like i personally can it seemed i mean there's there's a clear um you know horses for courses situation in, in yours you know uh older style tracks where the wind's blowing like crazy and it's on bermuda i mean you ripped it up at sony too so was sony um whipping this year as well uh in 22 uh it was probably blowing 10 to 20 uh i think it was a little bit less than previous years but uh you know it you know it is it always blows there and um you got to keep the ball low and, and get it in the fairway 
for sure. Um, which, uh, are you still a Callaway dude? What are you swatting these days? Yeah, I'm, I'm full Callaway. I've been full Callaway for two years now, I believe. Um, so yeah, I was with Tyler's for six years and then made the switch a couple of years ago. Are you hitting that triple diamond? What are you swatting off the tee? Yeah, it's the uh, triple diamond S, I believe. It's like the smaller head. Yeah. And what do you, um, do you, you get, an, I know they're, they're, those drivers can be a little knuckly. Uh, what, what, um, what do you got that thing set at? You got like high loft and like a, like a low spin shaft. What's your, what's your combo in that thing? It's uh, a 10 five turned down to, down to a degree because I don't really like to look at loft. And then, uh, I got a, I think it's an LA golf shaft in there. And I'm I like I like to spin the ball with the driver a lot, so I'm around like twenty five to three thousand. And if it's a tight course, I'll be in like the thirty two hundred kind of range. Yeah, um, yeah. And I like you to, I like to spin it. Yes, and you you that's the way you control it off the tee. And are you, you hitting a little low low ball flight seed cut? Like, what's your go to with your um, fairway finder? Um, yeah, I mean. I, if it's a fairway finder, I'm probably hitting like a punch three wood or a, a stinger hybrid or something. Uh, but if it's if it's a driver kind of tight hole, I'll hit like a a lowish cut, kind of like what you said, or um, I'll kind of just like heel it out there and just spin it out there, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, just maybe left back of the left uh, hand or whatever the logo on the glove go to the target a little longer. I. That when I played good out there, it was always that little little holdy fade. Um, but uh, anyhow, um, super excited for for this year. I mean, uh, you got to be you got to be feeling uh, really confident going into this year because you. I mean, I was looking at your finishes starting at like the RBC. Um, then you did good in Canada Travelers, John Deere, Barbasol, Rocket Mortgage. Like you really started to find it. Um, I know you played solid. Uh, all year, but like those cut, you made like seven or eight cuts in a row and finished in the top 25, seemed like every week. Like, what did you find in the summer that, um, you know, led to all those solid finishes? Uh, I think, you know, it started about, about a year and a half ago. Um, you know, I came out of college and I was winning and playing really well and, and got to the tour and then I kind of fell off and, um, uh, now I'm back up and, it, you know, it, I credit it to, you know, I quit drinking, I quit, you know, the partying and all that stuff. And, um, I really, really dedicated myself and, you know, I'm really treated like a job now. And, um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's almost come like an obsession where, you know, I'm, I'm up at six every morning and, nice. you know, this whole three weeks I've been grinding every day. And I think that's, that's the only reason I, I couldn't really see anything else where I, you know, found it as something in my swing or putting or, it's just it's just getting down in there and grinding. I think that's the main reason. Really? So so you put down the the, the booze for good? Yeah, man. I quit. Uh, I mean, I've had probably a handful of drinks in a year and a half where I have a, a beer, a dinner, or something. But uh, it's completely. I've completely cut out alcohol, and uh, yeah, it's it's turned my life around, and I I feel better, and I'm happier, and it's 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 great. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't, I was gonna bring that up because um, I read it, and um, you know that's that's so big. I mean, because everybody, um, I wish I could talk to twenty three year old Will, and uh, or I wish you could talk to twenty three year old Will. Um, and but that that's so big because everybody, all the younger crop, everybody's so focused, and you know the days of uh, of of going out and sending it on a miscut or after a good finish seem to be kind of gone. Have, have you noticed? Uh, that out there to everybody's you know just more focused now oh yeah um i mean it, everyone's doing everything if you're on the pca tour you're doing you know not all of them but you're doing everything you can to get better and um they're, they're doing things right and everyone's you know wants to be out there so i think it's it's the guys who, you know, have their career lasting or the guys that, you know, obviously work the hardest and, and sacrifice things that uh, other people don't, I think. Heck yeah. And, and it's just, it's been, uh, been huge. When I, when I read that, I was kind of like, oh, that makes so much sense. Cause I know you, you got your card and uh, I guess eight 
18 and played the 19 season out there and, and you lost your car. And then you said you looked at yourself in the mirror and, and said, I got to make some changes. So like that, that's, that really speaks to, uh, you know, how big of a deal that is to focus yourself completely on it and treating it like a job and not, uh, I mean, it's hard not to soak it up and be like, I want to celebrate this good finish. So like when you have a good finish on tour, like what's a Sunday night look for you and what's it look like? Uh, I mean, I'm nothing. I mean, I'm in my hotel room, I'll work out or, um, I don't even really consider a good finish anymore as a celebration. It's, you know, obviously maybe if I win, I'll have a a couple drinks, but, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm (laughs) just to myself and, uh, you know, whenever I play well, I just, I mean, I'm happy, but, um, you know, I'm, I want to get to the next week and, and play again. So, yeah. And you, you played, you played 30 events this year. So, right. And then how many you played on tier? Uh, this year? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not too sure. Probably around there, I would say. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a lot of golf. And, and when you, when you act, act a fool after a good finish, um, inevitably you're going to run out of gas. So do you feel like the ability to, um, you know, stay on the road longer and have the the motivation and and things like that have gone way up since you, uh, you know, made that big change? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I remember on the corn ferry tour, we all used to go out Sunday night to the country bars and, um, you know, you're hung over for a day or two and it's just, yeah, it's just it's not great. I mean, you, if you're doing that, you're you know you're falling behind. But uh, you know, I had my fun, and I, I think there's a time in in you know everyone's life where they're like, all right, I gotta <laughs> I gotta get my shit together. You know? Hell yeah! I don't know if you followed my story at all this year, but you know, I got my shit together seven months ago. Yeah, I did. I followed it. Yep. Yeah, I put on 25 pounds, and uh, yeah. Anyways, I wish. Uh, I wish I could have had a, a Svensson in my corner when I was younger and told me to uh, to get wise. But it seems like you really gained a lot of knowledge in your uh, years as a pro. So, I mean, that's uh, I really commend you for, you know, not wanting to smell the roses and, and doing that. That's got to I mean, that's epic. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, it's it, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it was tough. Um, but now it's easy and now I actually enjoy it more than I'm happier now than I was before. And I think, um, that's what keeps me going. That's what, you know, motivates me more. Hell yeah. And, um, so I wanted to talk to you about a couple things. Um, I I know you played six years on that Canadian national team and you got to go to Japan and play some cool stuff. Like what was it like as a, as a teenager, you know, getting to be on your, your, uh, nation's, uh, men's team and, and travel around. Oh, it's, it's, uh, the Canadian, Canadian national team was, uh, it was awesome. We got to practice in Florida and Palm Springs and stuff like that when, you know, it was snowing in Canada. And, uh, we had like the mental coach, the workout coach, nutritionist. We, we kind of had everything to get us kickstarted and, um, and get our careers going. And, you know, Derek Ingram's, I think, still the coach. And it's, it's just awesome. I think it's a great program. And um, I benefited a lot from it um, throughout the years. It was Albin on the team. I mean, y'all were just a powerhouse, right? Like Corey Connors, Taylor Pendrith, Alvin. Was Albin on that spot as well? I think he was on for a year or two. I'm not sure. I can't remember. It was so, so long ago. But I, I think he was on the team for a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, he was a powerhouse in college, but I saw you, you finished um, in 2010, you played in the Toyota Junior Golf World Cup in Japan, and then you played in the Eisenhower Trophy in Japan. And uh, I mean, like, getting to see the world and stuff, representing your country, I mean, that's pretty incredible. Like you, Corey Connors, Taylor Pendrith, and that Eisenhower Trophy. What is that Eisenhower Trophy event that you guys finished second in in 2014? The Japan event? Yeah, it was called the Eisenhower Trophy. I read about it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was all different countries, and you had th- I think it was three players from each country that went to uh, Japan, and we all played. Um, I don't remember the format, but we lost to. Uh, I think it was like Bryson, Denny, and 
uh, can't remember the other guy's name, but yeah, we we lost to the U.S. team, uh, but it was awesome. We, you know, we went out in Japan and uh, just the golf there is amazing, and just to see the, you know, different part of the world and and play golf somewhere else and see where your game stacks up to the other players, and I, you know, it's it's just great experience. Have you considered playing over there? Like I played the uh, Dunlop Phoenix. Like, have you ever thought oh, I'm going to go? I'm going to hit an event in Asia or maybe the Aussie Open or Aussie PGA. Like, do you want to travel worldwide more coming up? Yeah, I think I think once you know I kind of establish myself more on the PGA Tour and I'm more I don't know how to put it, but uh, just once I kind of you know get my foot in you know, a couple more years on the PGA Tour, I think I'll start expanding and going playing and, and all that stuff. But it's just so much, uh, you know, if you fly over there, you got to maybe take an event off the next week and depends how you're playing. And it, But I would love to do that. It, it'd be be pretty cool. Hopefully I get in the, in the Zozo uh, coming up here shortly. But uh, if not, it's all good. It is all good. And and I mean, I think finishing as high as you did, like, I don't know. I know that there's, there's, there's a short field, but I mean, uh, you're going to be in all the big daddies, like the big purses, like and everything that's going on. I mean, I would think you'd get in that. Do you know, do you know how big that field is? It's 70, but I've already moved up to, I think, 90 or 88 because of all the other people dropping out of live or going to live. So uh, I may have a very good chance of getting in. You got an excellent chance of getting in. Um, and and is the um, other event the event that's in Korea? Is that that's in Vegas again, right? Um, I believe so. I I think so. I'm not 100, percent but uh, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's been it's got to be fascinating being on the inside watching all this stuff that's going on, um, with the tour and um. I mean, we don't have to get into too many details, but it certainly has benefited you guys, which I'm excited about and bringing the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour together. Um, but like you got these big purses coming up like this next year. I mean, in your game's in good shape, feeling good, put down the sauce. Like, I mean, this could be a huge spin a year. Yeah, I mean, uh I, I think it will be too. And, you know, the last year was my second year in tour, which is, which is huge to have the experience of the first year. I think the first year on the PGA tour is, you know, some of the hardest things to overcome in, in your golf career because it's just so different. Everything's just so different. Um, so I think, you know, this could be my third year and, you know, I'm hoping I've, you know, put the work and hopefully it's, uh, it pays off and I, I have a great year. You still whipping around in that uh, that that white Jaguar? No, no, I got rid of it. Um, I got I got a new car now, but uh, that thing was pretty pretty sweet. That thing was gangster. I, I think I remember you getting that um, pretty sh- like shortly after you locked your card up in eighteen. Maybe I don't know. Didn't you get that in twenty eighteen? Yeah, twenty eighteen. Things so sick. Um, and Lonto got himself a an X five when he won and um, yeah, pretty, pretty awesome, you know, things that go along with, with playing well. And it's so special to hit a ball and travel for a living. I'm excited to uh, hear how much you dedicated yourself. And, uh, but yeah, I, I'm really uh, stoked to see what happens this year with, with all the, the big purses. And I mean, you guys are going to, I'm interested to see what, uh, you know, a full, tour card you know the dollar amount is for next year i mean it's going to be probably north of well north of a million i think it already was around there well now i talked to grace and sig the other day i think he made about 900 and he was he was top like 115 or something i know it comes down to points but i mean this money's going to be massive next year like you got to be stoked about that yeah um i don't know how it's going to work i think you got to be in the top 50 to play in those events and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, you know, I think a lot of people see a million dollars and they're like, Oh, a million dollars. But you know, you have chatty expenses, coaches, um, that I think that's why some of the players are upset and kind of want more money. Cause you know, 
you, you got to tell all that stuff. You know how it's like, and it, it, you know, it goes quick. So dear Dom listeners, what's up? I'm excited to announce Jamie Lett as our newest sponsor. He is a class A teaching pro at Cider Ridge Golf Club in Anniston, Alabama. He has recently developed a relationship with one of Canada's best instructors in Sean Clement. Sean started Wisdom Golf Academy and has a huge following on social media. His YouTube channel alone has 172,000 subscribers and has some very, very informative videos. As of late, Jamie has been featured because of his amazing ability to play the game, but also his deep knowledge of the game. These two dudes speak the same language and are building a nice following as a result. Wisdom in golf allows you to learn the skill and keep it for life. Helps you learn naturally, but most importantly, enhance the skills you already possess. They like to say, you're already Pinocchio, but without the strings. Human beings are good at reacting to external forces, but terrible at body positioning. Using their simple task, players can learn to evolve naturally. It's amazing how fast golfers improve in this game without the hornet's nest of swing thoughts. Jamie will help you learn how to overcome the challenges that come to you when you get closer to mastering a simple skill. Jamie says, let's enjoy the fun that golf is. Jamie's a great friend, great teacher. He's my teacher. Check him out. Jamie Lett. Stay dear. Check him out. Dear Time would like to give a shout out to our most recent sponsor, Brandon Tate State Farm in Lincoln, Alabama. Brandon is a local guy like myself from Pell City, Alabama, and opened his State Farm agency back in 2018. And since then, he's immersed himself in everything local. He truly knows what it means to be a good neighbor, and of course, he loves the occasional golfing outing. What insurance agent doesn't, to be honest? Now we know our podcast reaches people all over, but Brandon is here for our Alabama listeners. His office may be in Lincoln, but he has customers all over this great state. We're ecstatic here at Deer Time to have a local guy so eager to jump on board with the podcast. I just recently swapped my insurance over to Brandon and couldn't be happier with the level of customer service I've received and what's probably the most important to us, saving money. Brandon Tate State Farm saved me a substantial amount of money and sparked a whole conversation about something I had never even thought about. He insured my golfing clubs. We've all handed our golf clubs over to the airlines before and thought, probably not going to see those again this time. I bet they're going to end up in Honolulu. Or the occasional thought of a club thief getting brave and taking my favorite 56-degree wedge. Don't you dare. Brandon showed me a policy that covers theft, storage damage, and so many other things for the clubs that I love so dearly. And I could not be more thankful. The best part, this was less than $10 a month for me. So be sure to reach out to Brandon's office and let him know Willie Wilcox sent you. You can find Brandon online at brandontate.net by phone at 205-763-7023 or if you're local just stop by his location in Lincoln, Alabama once again that's Brandon Tate local state farm agent be sure to reach out stay dear what's up dearest we've got a new sponsor in Piper Golf Piper Golf provides tour quality golf balls without the high prices People rarely play the ball that fits their game the best, but rather the hottest selling ball in the market, <laughs> Pro B, or the one Xander Shoffley plays. Piper Golf has set out to change the way people purchase golfing balls and have four different models to aid in finding the one that fits your game the best. How do they do this, you may be asking yourself. Well, they have a questionnaire on their site that contains key numbers and stats that pertain to your game. Some of these key questions are swing speed. How far do you hit your seven? And I bet it ain't 180 like you think it is. What's your handicap? Again, not the one that you send into the member guest because you're a sandbagging some bitch. What's the most important thing about a golf ball to you to round them out? Anyways, Piper Golf's motto is Piper Golf for the good of the game. Check them out. Oh, yeah. And if you use code PT2020 at checkout or go to piper.golf forward slash deer, you will receive a discount on your golf balls. Stay deer.
It does. And, and, and another thing that I, uh, have kind of, uh, reflected on is, is like, you know, I made a couple mil out there and did a good, good on the corn fairy tour for a while. But when you break that down and divide it by how many years it's been, and it's not actually that much money. I mean, you're in a much different position than I was in, um, with how solid you've been playing for so long, but, but yeah, you just got to keep the pedal down and you can't get wrapped up in what's going on around you. And what you said earlier, like when you have a good finish, you just go to the gym and chill out. Like, I mean, that's so, I don't know. That's just, you know, admirable. And I, and, and since I've been doing this pod, um, that seems to be what, I mean, that's, that's what keeps the career long and strong. And, um, anyways, I just, uh, yeah, that's, that's badass. Like we used to hang out back in the day when I lived in Jupiter and, and now it just sounds like you're, you're just, a just super adult athlete at this point. I mean, the, you know, like you, you're just, you're treating it like a job. I mean, do you still love the game as much as you always have? Oh, I love it. I, <laughs> you know, you know me and, um, you know, I've completely turned uh, 180, 180 degrees. Um, but uh, I actually love the game more and more. Uh, the more I know, the more I play, um, the you know, the more I practice, the more I love it. It's it's kind of weird, but um, yeah, it's it's you know, it's <laughs> it's all I think about every day, all day, and uh, I just want to get better and better. I mean, that's kind of all it comes down to. What's the what's the jupe life look for you these days? You, do you live on the water? You got a boat? Like, do what? What do you what do you do? Are you just like dinner, hang out with the girlfriend, go to the golf course? Like, what do you do? You, uh, go out on the water much or anything? No, um, I bought a house right beside Metalist, so I'm up up here in Hope Sound. I was kind of getting tired of driving twenty minutes, thirty minutes to the golf course, so now I'm at four minutes away. So oh, perfect. Um, I just wanted something nice and close where I can come home if I need to grab lunch and then go back or whatever. But, uh, yeah, no, it's good. I got a pool and I'm out on the lake and, uh, it's, it's great, man. I'm, I'm loving life. So you're, you're west of, uh, of, of one or you live on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, just North of Medalist. What about, uh, the Grove? You've been out there yet? Yeah, I've been out there. Uh, played it about a handful of times and um mj allows me to you know go out there and practice and stuff which which is kind of nice because medalist is usually closed this time of the year uh you know monday tuesday or like they shut down because of punch screens and stuff so uh, which is nice yeah um who's your who's your group like do you, do you have a group or do you keep to yourself it's like do you play money games down there like who, who's your you play with Corey? what what's your uh what's your practice look like down there yeah, uh, you know Hugo Leone. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, practice. He's. You no, know, he's a grinder, and um, I'm there with him usually every day. Um, we play and practice, and then like I played with Denny the other day. He shot 11 under at Medalist the other day. Lord have mercy. And, yeah, it's it probably. I mean, it's the best putter I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, just him and you know. Air Wise is out there sometimes, but um, I kind of just do my own thing. And uh, people are there I play with. If not, it's whatever. Yeah, that that range is so good that you can hit on the north uh, north end, the south end, and man, that practice facility is just is just so awesome. And getting to see, I mean, you got any, any tiger sightings lately? I have not seen Tiger. Um, saw him a couple months ago, but but that's it. Um, yeah. What about Steve Marino? See my boy Steve. I have I actually saw him at Tequesta the other day. I was out oh, there. So you, you still go to TCC? That was the first time in like three years I went out there. Is it just as pure as ever? Well, they uh, they punched a couple weeks ago, but it, it was pretty good. It's not bad. I mean that. I mean those greens are pure most of the year. They're but, incredible. Uh, yeah. Um, so when it comes to memberships down there, you, you just basically just out at medalist. I mean, I assume now being a, you know, a, a tour guy every, every year, um, you can, I mean, are you, are you a member at bears or do you just stick to med? 
No, I'm uh, just a member of Metalist, but I was thinking about getting another membership somewhere else, just to kind of switch it up a little bit. Um, but uh, it's getting it's getting steep with the prices around here, um, with the membership and stuff, because there's so many people uh, coming down here. And um, but uh, yeah, maybe like Turtle Creek or something. That place is pretty pretty nice. Yeah, TCC is great. Um, and um, I, the guy out at your, your um, trainer, um, are you still working with the guy out at at um, uh, Tequesta Country Club? The guy that lives on the 18th tee box. What's his name? Oh, Eric. No, I've uh, we 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 split ways uh, about six seven months ago. Legit though, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, it was it was it was great. Um he's it was uh it was it was good. Uh we just didn't 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 work out, but uh no it he uh he makes you work, man, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean he's like a five time taekwondo or one of those uh disciplines uh champion. He's just such a positive guy. I saw that on the on the sheet here and I don't know, like I mean like once once you train so many times like you pretty much got it down i mean do you do you feel the need to have a uh a trainer now that you've yeah i mean you know your way around a gym like how does how does that work like do you have somebody on the road or what uh no i have a guy uh named alex paul peace to work for joey d and he opened up his own facility down in uh jupiter area um so i'll go home or when i'm home i'll go down there and see him if not we usually have a facetime workout couple times a week uh um, yeah. so is that I like the time workouts because you know it makes you work out like you can't just say oh, i don't i don't feel like it today you know absolutely how, how many days a week you get after it um when i'm home i would say four times a week and then when i'm at a tournament i try and you know stretch or, or do something every day but you know, three times a week, I would say just because of the feel and, you know, you don't want to get sore and stuff like that. But, um, I usually push myself harder here. And then when I'm at an event, it's kind of toned down. For sure. Um, yeah, that's, um, I assume that that fitness trailer is looking pretty legit. Like I, I wish I could still take a, a peek, um, out there every now and again, see how everything looks like, obviously I can't even Bermuda and, um, and everything, but, uh, I, I assume the resources on tour have they've gotten better since your rookie year. Um, to be honest, I haven't even stepped foot in the workout tra- in the, tra- in the workout really? trailer. Just do your own thing. Yeah, I just kind of do my thing. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you see it every week. There's there's you know three or four three physios in there. You know, five people are getting work done. So I mean, there's plenty of help if you need it. Like you know, so yeah, I think um, between not you know, hitting the sauce and exercising, um, you know, the body's just going to stay in good shape and everything. What, what are you like? 33, 34 now? Uh, waist There no, just in life. How old are you? <laughs> no, I'm 28. You're 28 You're- years old. Yes, sir. Holy shit. Okay. You left college early. That that's what it was. Yeah. I only went for two years and, uh, I was just kind of done with it. it. You know, I wanted to, to, to play golf and, um, I, you know, I won a bunch of times there and I was just kind of, we won a national championship and I just kind of wanted to get, get, get going in the, in the pro scene. So I just left. So when you joined at Die, when I first met you and you were just doing your all out assault on the Hooters store, um, you were winning like mad out there, right? Yeah. I won, I uh, think three, three times. On the, in a short period, in, in yeah, a very short period, period of time, it was it was sick. So, how old were you when you joined to die and moved to Jew? I was full twenty one, around right around there, twenty one, twenty, yeah, about twenty to twenty two. I think I can't even remember, but uh, I came down here and I didn't know anyone. I got a membership at the tie. And I didn't know anyone, so I would just go to the course and come back home and go to the course and, and just did that. And um, it's kind of like what I'm doing now. Yeah, um, I remember I remember meeting your dad. I was chipping 
and he came out to the chipping green. I assume that was your dad. Um, and, uh, he was telling me about, uh, and I knew who you were cause I was, I always followed D2, but, um, well, I didn't realize you were that, that young crap. I'm eight years older than you. I always thought you were just a couple of years. <laughs> so you got your card in, in 2018. So you'd have been, wow. I mean, yeah. So you turned pro in what, like 14, no, 15, 15. Yeah. 15. And then, and then you won Q school by seven shots at PJ national. Was it that year? No, that was, uh, so I won Q school and then I was on the corn ferry for a two years and then got my card and then lost my card and then played the COVID two years. Why? Well, that year I finished 26 on the money list. I've done that twice. One in the finals and one in the regular. Um, and then, so I did the two years of, of COVID corn ferry and then, and then got it back. Yeah. You got kind of pigeonholed on the corn ferry tour for a while, but, but, but the winning, I mean, you, did you not win Q school finals at BGA by set? Wasn't it seven shots that you won that thing? Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. By seven. That's disgusting. I mean, and like you were, weren't you like 20 under par or something? Yeah, it was, uh. I think I was like, yeah, 18 or 20 under. Um, and it was, I don't even know how I played that good because it was blowing 30 all week. Oh, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I just had a had a great putting week. Was that in 2015 when you did that then? Or was that, because it wasn't 16 because Renner won that year. Yeah, it was 20, it was 2015. Uh, I played six events on the Canadian tour and then finished ninth, which got me into Q school. Um, and then that's kind of how I worked my way up. Nice. You had to go to, um, second stage. No, I went to just the final stage of Q oh, school. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I played up there in 2010 and, um, there were no exemptions or anything like that. I think I finished like fourth on the list. Didn't use anything. Um, other uh-huh. than to an event with me and me and Hadwin and, um, Brad Fritch played in a South American event. That was that was all that finishing top five got you. But uh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Well, how how about our boy Pendy getting getting the nod on the Presidents Cup? Like, how close were you to getting that? Um. So I I, I needed to play. I'd probably needed to win or have a second or something amazing for me to make that team. I mean, if you look at Taylor, he's he played so well the last 10 events or was it six events or something like that, that you had to give it to him, but I needed something special. And, um, I tried, but you know, we have whatever, let's have next year or whatever. I mean, it's, you make it, it's amazing, but if, you know, if you don't, it's, it's all good. You know? Yeah. Where was, where did he finish? Like, I mean, he can't be ranked that much ahead of you. Like, is he like, he's not a top 50 player in the world, is he? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't know what he finished. I know he finished pretty high. He almost got into the 30. Um, I think he was maybe around 40, 50, around there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you're going to make a ton of those. Uh, I I, uh, I got paired with uh, Steered McDonald. Um, you know Stewie, huh? Yep, yep. Beauty. Um, and Pendrith was caddying for him in 2017 at the uh, Corn Ferry events in the Bahamas. So pretty, pretty wild that, you know, where he is now. And, and I think what did he have? He had maybe had like a hip or a shoulder or something like that. But, um, but yeah, anyways, the lot of, a lot of Canadians out there on tour, you gotta be, you know, feeling pretty at home with all, with all the, the boys out there. Yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, seeing, see Corey and, you know, Taylor, and then they're all having kids and it's, uh, it's quite, quite funny, you know, growing up with them and then just seeing them as dads now and all that stuff. It's, it's crazy. It goes, it goes by so quick. It's unbelievable. It does. And I mean, I got, I just, I can't believe you're only 28. That blows my mind. Um, I got, I just put down like where you were from and stuff. I was like, yeah, he's a couple of years younger than me. Um, <laughs> almost a decade younger than me. Um, but, uh, well, exciting stuff, dude. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to be pulling for you. I, uh, I, I didn't know you, you're, you were player of the year in D2. I mean, you were a freshman of the year in D2. Um, and so you only played two seasons at Barry. Yes. 
And you were first team both times and when freshman of the year and player of the year. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty sick. Like, so you play, did you, you won half your events at that? That's cool. Yeah, we played uh, the second. Well, the first year I didn't win. I finished second a bunch of times. And then the next year I won nine of the 12 events. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I, like they talk about all these guys going to the live and, you know, uh, the tours lost some star power. But as I was talking with Grayson the other day, like there's so many ballers in the chamber on tour that are just waiting to to pounce so um yeah i just i've, I've had like the same conversation with the, the last three guests because it's just like all you guys are just knocking on the door so i mean do you you i mean you obviously feel like you're ready to win and last year i'm, I'm you, you had some some top tens and things like that you feel like you were one swing away from getting a dub last year yeah i think um uh, i was very close i I don't think I was quite ready mentally, um, you know, down the stretch and stuff. I think you have to have a lot of experience and just be in that position, you know, a couple times to, to really see what it feels like and to know what to do. Um, and I've done that. And I think that experience is going to help me, um, hopefully win next year. Um, but uh, the, the experience thing and, and being comfortable, I think, is the biggest, biggest thing over, you know, your game and stuff like that. Just being comfortable out there is huge. And I think that's a big, big thing for me, at least. Yeah, like, like on those Sundays when you don't tee off till late and what, what do you, the comfort part, do you, do you think that comes down to, I mean, your ball striking is pretty much always there. But do you think like on the greens, you just felt maybe a little little jabby on the grains or something like what do you mean exactly um yeah just being in, in a position where you know you're not really comfortable in you know this you know if you're playing the last couple of groups there's more people because you can you know you you can play a pga tour event but no one's watching you know you tee off and you know there's there's some events where no one's watching right so mm-hmm. um just just the being more comfortable uh, in situations, you know, where there's more people and you're playing with better players and, um, it's just, you're in that, you know, atmosphere where it's different. And I think, especially on the greens for me, I get a little, I get a little dicey on the greens sometimes. So just being more calm on the greens and, and just walking slower and, um, and just, knowing that you're good enough to be out there and, and kind of all these little things just add up that, you know, are going to help. For sure. And like that T9 at the Honda had the bear trap feel being in that, uh, that bubble. Cause I know there was shitloads of people there. Yeah, it was, it was nerve wracking. Um, I, I think I was one or two back and then I dumped it in the water on the par three there, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I think I shot like three or four over in the back of that or something, but oh, wow. um, you were right there. Yeah. But uh, it started to rain and get pretty gnarly at the end, right? Yeah. Just the last hole pretty much. It was just starting to rain. And then I actually finished while well, I was hitting a shot and it just started to rain, but I was pretty much done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seth's T-ball and that long iron that he had into the 72nd hole were pretty, pretty legit. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I was just looking over your finishes. I, you finished top 10 at the Sony, but that kind of feels like a corn fairy event. Obviously it's, you know, it's still a big event, but there's, there's just not that many people out there. And then you're at the Honda and you're, I mean, you're in the freaking the Thunderdome and, uh, you know, you got a lot of people yelling at you and, uh, whatever the, the bear trap, the beer trap, um, you know, people on 17, it's just, it's just madness. Um, but yeah, you, what's your what's your favorite event? Like, what, what, where do you what are you really looking forward to this year? Um, the waste management. I've never played that one, so I'm looking forward to that. And then yeah. you know, obviously, the obviously, you're if you're playing well, you won't play Pebble. Like, if you're playing really well, you won't play Pebble. But if you're not, then you play Pebble. And I think Pebble's one of the coolest events, just to just because of the scenery and stuff like that. And then. 
Um, you know, the Memorial last year was probably the coolest event. I mean, that course is pure. And then, um, I don't know. I really like Tory Pines. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, there what are a, what a bear that course is. Oh, if you're not, if you don't, if, if you hit it crooked off the tee, you're going to shoot 75 from that day, that easily. 75. I mean, 75 is a good round if you're in it sideways. Yeah. So you, you hit Tory. I can't believe you haven't played Scottsdale. That's awesome. Like I, I, I was fortunate enough to play it twice and, and it's just, oh my God, a Saturday, 280,000 people there. And, and I think post COVID, everybody's still got that kind of itchiness to, to be in a social environment. I, I bet this year is going to be just a freaking madhouse. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm, I'm excited to play that. Hell yeah. Well, cool, dude. Well, um, this was, uh, I, I appreciate you fitting this into your schedule and, um, you know, I, I don't want to take any more time from you. I know you got a, you got an early flight and all that good stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude, I, 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 like I said, I appreciate it. I'm rooting for you and uh, I'll be down there for two weeks around Christmas. So maybe I could, uh, run into you, but, um, yeah, dude, best of luck. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, no no problem. Anytime. Yeah, we've got you're, uh, we've had a lot of great Canadians on here. Dillette, dude, um, and Gliggs, and um, we've had. Uh, I'm I'm gonna bark up the Adam Hadwin tree soon. So yeah, you, and I've got some Canadian sponsors. Two of my sponsors are Canadian. Um, so it's uh, yeah, uh, Canada has always been good to me. So anyway, I'll just put you on that list. But anyways, brother. Well, uh, safe travels, rip it up in Napa, um, and uh, hopefully be in touch. Awesome. Thanks, man. Hi, brother. All right. Start to the stand. All right. All right. Cool. See ya. All righty. That was Adam Svensson, 151st ranked player in the world. Really great golfer. I mean, unbelievable player. Just the last Denny, Grayson, Adam. These guys, they're all ranked around, you know, 120 to 150, and they're just, I mean, ripe for a victory. And I just think if you like money, take these dudes in Vegas because their odds are a little lopsided and that they're just flying under the radar and they're just dirty. So anyhow, appreciate Svenny for uh, coming on. And uh, yep, and I hope you enjoyed. Everybody stay dear. Cheer out.